0: A source of anxiety for me arises when I see like there's something that can that happens where I can see and intellectually register something as like, oh, like that's a moment. But not every time I'm able to recognize these moments, am I able to feel release into it? It's so like, there are times where I'm just like really tight and like, oh my God, I just feel really like there's so much to do and worrying about stuff and I see it and it almost can magnify the anxiety. Cause it's like, I know better. Look how beautiful that is. I can just be with that, but I feel myself not being with that. So it's almost a curse of, <laughs> um, so there's both, you know, obviously.
1: And that's, yeah, I've been working through that for, for years you know, and, and this is why I talk a lot about in coaching, like we can have the both end. You can be a really great employee, a great mom, a great partner, not all at the exact same moment all day long. Like it is a harmony. Um, I hate, I don't like the word balance. I like harmony, um, Mm -hmm. like playing notes at a different time. But then there are times where I need to be creative and I cannot be creative. So then I have to ask myself, all right, like What do I need right now? How do I want to, what, what can I do? And then I do get stuck and like, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? I am consciously like pushing those walls out further. And I really, I'm like doing the visualization of it because it really isn't, it's uncomfortable. I'm, I'm, I'm not out of my box, but I'm making myself my box bigger. Mm.
0: Help me see is a podcast that redefines the word vision, through vulnerable and real conversations, my own private introspective ramblings about the things that I think about in the wee hours of the morning, and my deep core belief that your nothingness is your everything, and all you have to do is see. I'm Bianca Mora, I'm your host, I am an educator, a photographic artist, And I believe that your daily photo habit can be the key to unlocking the ability to be more present in your everyday life and live deeper into your intention and purpose. We're not about the small talk here. Grab your coffee, get cozy, and let's talk. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Help Me See. How are you today? How is your heart? How's your brain? How's your energy? I'm tired. It's 5.20 p.m. and I'm drinking coffee. I have a um, class tonight for my NLP certification training and it's in um, quantum linguistics. And I'm excited, but I'm also really tired. So I'm caffeinating at the end of my day here. Um, today on the show we have Katie Dragus with us. And she is an amazing, amazing friend. I met her in a mastermind program um, under Amber Lilistrum, And she is a life coach for working mamas and caregivers. And she's basically just a, a ray of sunshine. She is has so much enthusiasm and energy and zest for life and for all the things. And we just came together to just have a real talk sesh and talk about all the things. It's super candid, super casual. Uh, I talk about what has been pissing me off lately how hard it can be to just do the thing that feels good for you when there's just so many invisible layers of shame and bullshit um, (laughs) around and just the consistent work it takes to to work past that. Um, She talks about the things that she knows that she needs to implement in her day and in her life to be able to thrive in the way she wants to. She talks about um, harmony in her life and how she prefers that over the word balance. And we just go to all the corners and places and spaces of of talking about what's on top for us. So if you are interested in listening to some banter, um, maybe it'll help you feel a little bit less alone in whatever's going on in your brain. But before we get started, um, a couple of things here. Well, one, actually... Katie is hosting a retreat in beginning of June that I'm going to speak at and photograph. Um, I've been really, really interested in, in the photographing of retreat spaces recently. Um, I just love, 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 um, photographing in quote unquote non-traditional spaces and for something, uh, you know, that is outside of the realm of what you would typically expect there to be photographs of. And I feel like it's so life-giving and it can be so transformative um, and nourishing to see an image of yourself being so in an experience and so (sighs) present for something, whether or not you decide you ever want to share that photograph or not it's not the point so anyway I'm very excited and humbled to be doing that with her Um I also have a a talk coming up on Kate House's Goals with Soul Summit that is coming up. And I'm super excited about that. Kate House is the host of the Live by Design podcast. And she, <laughs> oh my gosh, so many balls of sunshine. I guess she's a ball of sunshine too. She is fantastic. There is a amazing lineup of speakers. And what's so, so cool about this summit is that it is... um audio-based. It is a private podcast feed, so (laughs) it's really friendly for when you're on the go, you're doing all the things, you're busy um, just sticking it in your ears, and she has some very thoughtfully designed uh, PDF resources uh, with notes and key takeaways from, from each of the talks going on and um, just a very considered experience for who the summit is for. Uh, so if you're interested in that, I'm going to put all these links in the, in the podcast, uh, or in the podcast, in the notes section of the episode. And yeah, that's it. Um, before we get into our, my fun chat with Katie, I will also mention that if you are looking for a space to finally edit those damn photos that you've been meaning to edit for uh, weeks, months, perhaps years uh, (laughs) that is sitting on your hard drive uh, that you really just want to play with and get back to the heart of of spending time with photographs you love and editing them, Um, sign up for Photo Yoga. I host it 12 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesdays. Um, And when you can come, ask questions... Um, we keep it really loose in there, really loosen up our uh, photo editing practice, talk about all the things, um, answer questions, whatever, whatever feels good. You can sign up for the link in the show notes for that as well. OK, without further ado, here is my chat with Katie. I, I was actually recording an interview last night, and I was like getting really paranoid because I was in my basement at home, and it sounds like elephants are above me. So I had my headphones in, and my earrings were clanking and I'm like, who knows if that's going to be in the audio? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but like the whole
1: the whole point too is okay. This is saying this is working, but it's I don't think it is. I don't know. Well, whatever. Um, like it's it's imperfectly perfect. It's how we how we're just doing it because if we yeah. waited for it to be perfect, we would never. It would never get done
0: like ever. I was just listening to a podcast. Um, I actually, it's funny. I, well, I was driving, so I didn't, but I was like, I should send this to Katie um, where he was talking about, if you wait till you're hundred percent ready, it's too late. Yeah. You got like 50 to 70, per, 50 to 60%, whatever he said, do it. He yeah. just left.
1: hundred percent. Look, I have, you should see, I have, questions laid out. I have questions for you. I've pulled a card. I just sent it to you guys. I saw, I've, got that. I I've got the range book. I'm like, I just like, am so excited to talk with you. And you've been re- recording this podcast and I'm thinking, okay, how do I do these? And I'm like, with Bianca, it's just going to be like,
0: let's go. Let's just. Well, it's funny because, um, it's really, it's fun. I mean, I usually don't have anything really prepared or questions or whatever, but um last night when I was doing my podcast interview it was the first time usually I'll like get on with someone and just be like yeah I don't know what's on top for you like what's really what feels really present for you right now and then we'll hit record but like last night I was like what the fuck do we talk about we have so much in common and I'd never met her before and she's like I know like let's just hit record I'm like okay we had actually no idea and it went wherever it went so yeah and today I was like oh it's same thing's gonna happen yeah um But I'm so curious because it's funny. I've been trying to bookend my days because I'm a little bit of a workaholic because I just, I think I've isolated the problem. I think I'm more, um, what's the word? I'm more stimulated by like my work than my life, really, to be honest at this point. So I've been trying to find ways to like, Cut myself off because so much of my days lead, and like I'm like, oh, if the kids get to bed early, I'm gonna hop back on the computer. And, But and it's just at the end of the day, it's gonna lead to burnout. I just feel it. I feel it, even though I love it. I feel that coming. This is the conversation. This, this is, is it. it. Okay, yeah. because
1: does that feel real for you too, right now? It, like I like my gut dropped.
0: Oh like, yeah. Uh, so uh, it's funny because I guess just then knowing that resonated. A little backtrack is that like the other the last couple weeks. I have felt so deeply tired that I I kept looking to rationalize it. And I'm like, oh, I was traveling a lot and whatever. But like so tired, I even took a pregnancy test. I know I'm not pregnant. I knew I wasn't pregnant, but like bone tired. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. I might be. Is this what burnout feels like? Mm. I can't. I can't do that. So I've been getting like serious about like, OK, what are things I can do to look and This is what I start work after this and I stop work and then do this, but not a thing that is another must, but like a thing that's spacious for me. And then I go into my personal life, whatever. So anyway, I was laying here when I didn't feel like meditating. Oftentimes I don't, I'm like, I just want to, I just want to start. never want to, I yeah. Mm -mm. Laying there and I'm like, what is it? Just what are we going to talk about? What's coming to me? And I started laughing because like, I'm listening to this Zen thing and I'm like, kind of want to talk to her about how fucking pissed off I am really about a lot of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then you, you voxed and you were saying you're feeling kind of anxious. What's that up? What's that about? Um, I was just messaging my sister this morning.
1: I, um, I went to do this like workout thing that I signed up for and I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I need to like get on my spin bike and I need to like create something. That yeah. makes me feel like I've already made progress in the day, and I'm not just waiting.
0: Yeah, Is that like I hate yeah.
1: the waiting feeling.
0: Yeah, I hate the waiting feeling too. It's like um, I hate when fl- like I hate ass early flights, but like also if I have a flight that's like the evening, and I'm like sitting around all day, like oh my gosh, I can't think of anything else. I just need to get there.
1: You know what's funny? I just changed my. Fi- well, I just changed my arrival flight for just to be a little early to get on the flight with Betsy. So she connects to Baltimore, which is awesome. We can be on the flight together. I'm like, awesome. Um, nice. and like an Uber and stuff, but I'm thinking about changing my coming home flight because originally I don't come home until I don't get home till like two in the afternoon or three in the mm-hmm. afternoon. And so I have all morning so I can wake up and feel spacious. And then yeah. Betsy sent me her flight and it was like 6am. And I'm like, so I'm toying right now. And this, we can even talk about this. I'm toying right now with Do I want to change it early to get home early to be with my kids all day? But then that won't give me the space that I need after the event Mm. to like to think about, to implement? Or am I going to waste the day just waiting to get on the flight because I'm an anxious flyer, too? Is it better for me to get up, go early, get the Uber with Betsy, go to the airport?
0: I don't know. An anxious flyer. Yeah, but this is a so the context for whoever's listening is this is a retreat. So, like you're gonna be doing some deep work. So I think that this might be an exception to the rule type of situation because there's just gonna be a lot and you're gonna be like, you know, as soon as you get home, you're thrown back into the mix, right? So I don't know. I think your original instinct of a more spacious morning feels like something that I would definitely want. Yeah.
1: Yeah, right. And I don't know what I want sometimes. Sometimes it's the it's the between being a working mom. Mm And also wanting and needing the space to implement, to think, but yeah, am I going to be sitting in the space, just anxious, not able to create, not able to use the time.
0: So here comes the thing that pisses me off (laughs) to pull up my, uh, my leggings here. The thing that pisses me off is that what I feel. And like, I was just in the middle of this yesterday for, for reasons. I think when we feel like we don't know the biggest part of that is because there's so much external stuff that confuses us, that puts like these facades up about shoulds and like this invisible layer of shame, like in everything. It's like, well, I should, I'm, I've been away this many days. Like I should be getting to my kids as soon as possible. And no, it's not just because they need me. It's because I miss them too. Right. But it's like, Oh, but if I do this, but what if I, that morning doesn't end up being as spacious and gorgeous as I want it to be. Then it's a waste. Oh, it's like we are so extreme with ourselves out of such a beautiful place. The where that's coming from is this beautiful, like longing for just a truly enriching experience. But the pressure that starts seeping in and the, the societal norms that are so insidious. Just corrupt it and it makes me so mad. it makes me so angry so yeah, angry like like I should I should I come home as soon as possible
1: to my kids? Is that what a good mother does? you mm-hmm. know like should I take the six am flight which means I need to leave at two in the morning you know get up at two in the morning to get that's the crazy. hour like that's not fun, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't know like then it feels like if I'm not using that time mm-hmm. if I'm gonna be away, I need to be using that time to its fullest. Like, what if I do want to just get up and like go for a walk and get mm-hmm. breakfast slowly? That is
0: fullest. Right. That is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This pressure to like make the most of every second as if it's like, if I'm away from these duties, then it must be fruitful. Yeah.
1: And just going back to what I said about work, like, I love my job. I think about, I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about ideas and creativity things. And like, I want to be working, but if I'm going to take a break, it needs to be, and this is the way I think, like it -hmm. needs to be something creative or something that I'm like making progress either in my business or helping somebody or doing something else for work. And so, yeah, like I was just talking to someone yesterday. How many times have I put? take a walk on my lunch break, on my calendar. And mm-hmm. I have never, I'm talking like in eight years, mm-hmm. I have never Uh-oh. taken that walk in the middle of the day because I need to be utilizing that time, either working because there's always work to be done or you know, putting something on my calendar that I have to show up accountability for somebody else or it's gotta be moving forward in some way. But taking a walk
0: is actually right. moving forward, but I can't let myself do it. I know it's, and I, I really deeply relate to that very much. I love knowing, like I get high off knowing, like what I'm doing is a stepping stone to this, 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 and this. But honestly, if we're being honest with ourselves, the most important things that ever happen in our whole lives happen in moments of spaciousness that are not for something else, like. Yeah. I was just saying, I just went on this trip a few weeks ago to Sedona for four days and we had a visualization. So I'm like, oh, how many hours away from home laying on the floor of this gorgeous guides living room and closing my eyes and had like a huge realization. And I'm like, did I need to be here to be able to close my friggin' eyes and just know like, and she was wonderful. So I'm not taking anything away from her, but like, it was just me. I just had to stop for a second and not have a plan and not be having the pressure to do anything and in a space and that spaciousness, it's just like funny. It's, we know, you know, you know, I know. yeah. but it's so easy to like push past it because there's just so many things coming at us. And, um, I don't know. How do we, how do we stay conscious to that. I mean, even just today, this morning, I was like, I know, I know that building this muscle to be patient and like have that morning of meditation is important, but I'm so antsy. My body is like, but I want to get working. And and that's good. Right. That's good. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I mean, I operate, that's my, that
1: is my default operational mode. Like Mm -hmm. it's always like, get working, get working. I wake up and it's like, That's why I wake up and take time for myself first thing because, but but I'm like working out while listening to a podcast while like with the laundry running, like it's never, and I, and I, I like that because I can't really force myself to, to meditate. Like I'm not, I'm not going to wake up. I'm just not the type of person who's going to wake up and sit in the quiet in the basement for long. I can do it for a few minutes, but just my personality needs to like, I need to have some check boxes and, and it's not a checkbox, but it's for my mental health. I need to like move forward on things. And so like, that's why I have such a hard time waiting for the communication waiting for, mm-hmm. and I have to fill, I have to fill the space with other progressive things. So I don't just feel like I'm always waiting. It needs to be a constant doing except when I'm with my kids and the work day is done and there's nothing pressing. Then the world just falls apart, falls away.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you're with your kids, like, can you like describe that a little bit more? Can you like go into that? Cause your whole, your face change, your body change, like yeah. what, what, what is that feeling? And yeah, what is that feeling?
1: They require so much for me in the season right now. I mean, they're, it's the constant mom, 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 but they're 6 and 8 right now and the things they're telling me about are really cool interesting things that I you know I'm interested in um, i take the space for myself in the morning i love having a really you know productive day and then when i get home i'm i'm it, not not the whole evening not every second of the evening but in those moments when i'm with them and they're telling me something just the way their faces light up mm-hmm. i want to be present for those moments mm. And it's important to me that I am and it's important to them when I am. And I know when I'm not, and I'll say to them, look, guys, I I have so many things on my mind right now. Can we come back to this in a few minutes or let's get, get your shoes on first. And then we'll talk about that when we get in the car. And those are the magical moments that I remember Mm -hmm. from being a kid. You know, you're, I mean, that's what you do. You capture the magical moments that aren't planned, that aren't perfect, but are the, the, what goes in our heads when we're thinking about the, the, the real, the highlight reel of life, right? Mm -hmm. Like those are the moments. And if we don't, if we're not present to those, you don't have to be a hundred percent present for every single moment, but if you're not present to one of those moments a day, Mm -hmm. even if it's, you know, playing with your kids, a daffodil just bloomed in our yard. Like that is the most exciting thing in the world to a six year old right now. And we're rushing out the door and we did, we paused for a minute to look at the daffodil And it was awesome.
0: (laughs) Are you do you ever feel like you like have a similar feeling of experience like in your like in your day, like in your day that's outside of or in the work time? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's the little things. I actually just wrote a post about this last night. Um in my bathroom because everyone was asleep and I was I s- literally stayed in the bathroom and sat on the floor in the bathroom and wrote this post because I was like I have to get this out. Um yeah. I took I was going to work the other day and these beautiful flowers bloomed. Um and they and they're not, you know, they're nothing is perfect, but they had big spotchy splotchy patches in them. They were so beautiful and it was kind of this first sign of of spring in the parking lot at work. And I took this video of them. And I was like, God, like flowers are so cool. Like watching them bud out for the first time. Like, how do they know? So I have moments like that. I wrote the post about that. Or even um, like the how the light comes on your hand when you're in the steering wheel. I'm in my car a lot. And yeah. for whatever reason,
0: yeah.
1: it's how the light hits my hand on the steering wheel. And then, you know, I got a tattoo on my hand this year yeah. and the light hits that exact spot. Yeah. Like almost perfectly when I arrive to work every day. And it's like, <gasps> whoa like, <laughs> it's so cool it's so cool you're like activated <laughs> yeah like I feel like I'm charged like literally for yeah. the day and it happens almost every single day and I'm present to it I notice it but I could easily just not notice it yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah what about you
0: because this is what you like do um yeah it's funny because Oftentimes I can, a source of anxiety for me arises when I see, like there's something that that happens where I can see and intellectually register something as like, oh, like that's a moment, but not every time I'm able to recognize these moments, am I able to feel like release into it? So like there are times where I'm just like really tight and like oh my god I just feel really like there's so much to do and just like worrying about stuff and I see it and it almost can magnify like mm-hmm. the anxiety because it's like I know better. Look how beautiful that is I can just be with that but I feel myself not being with that. So it's like yeah. almost a curse of <laughs> um so there's both, you know, obviously.
1: Yeah I mean we can't walk around all day like look we're we're passionate people who have kids who, you know, we still, we're still like wiping butts and doing, you know, (laughs) like we're we're not these like magical unicorn human beings all the time. We just can't be, we're, we're real people who are doing all the things, but you know, life is so much more fun when you have a more open lens to the possibility. When, you know, like, because why not? Because I don't want to walk around closed off and not even noticing. Because life, you know, next thing you know, we're going to be my grandmother is ninety one, and yeah. she's so fun to talk to. I love talking with her and hearing life from her perspective. But yeah, like you know, we're going to be ninety one tomorrow, and it's going to be like, man, did I did I did I stop enough and just take a breath? I don't I don't need to do an hour of meditation, but did I take
0: a breath and like yeah. feel the air in my lungs? Yeah, it's like. Eh. And that openness is so essential, but what the thing that I started off thinking about that was pissing me off is like how at this point in my journey, how hard it can be to stay, to stay in that relaxed, open state. Um, Like, can you think about all the things it's like, you make these decisions that you know in your gut is for you and like the life you want to live, but like being able to make intentional decisions that maybe go against norms is so much harder than it should be or can be so much harder than it should be. Like I think about the example of how like even um when you buy a house, like if you have a full-time job, it's so easy. But if you are a full-time entrepreneur, it's like, oh well, um we're gonna need this, this, and this, like it's not reliable. As if you cannot get fired tomorrow from right. any job ever. And like, it could be argued that the entrepreneur could way more quickly pivot. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, sure. there's just so many things that are built into our system that make us feel shame for not having the more reliable, dependable, blah, 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 blah. My kid yesterday, I, I was like a mess because he, I, he got one of his um, assessments back and he was below average and everything. Okay. And I'm like looking at this thing and it's funny because I feel like two people, one part of me is like totally grounded. And I'm like, this is fine. This is like, I, I know how to take it with a grain of salt. And the other part of me is like panicked because like I was token like overachiever in school (laughs) and also like just worried that I'm like not doing right by him in whatever way. And I'm looking at the sheet and I like flat out know that like. Half of the sheet or more I've seen him do. And it's like, did he just not do it on this day? Or is he more importantly, is he just in a pattern of not displaying that in this space because this is not the right space for him? And then I'm looking at him on a story schools and I'm like, it's so expensive. What? Why is it so hard to do something that feels so much more right? Freaking like just. Every like even like organic food, and like there's just so many layers of like resistance that pop up for when you're just trying to move with your gut and do the things that feel right for yourself. But it's hard enough to like realize that those are options for you. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is like even realizing, oh, wait a minute. Wait, there's an option X instead of A, B. <laughs> there's another option going on here. But then even when you see it and you realize it, moving towards that option can feel like th- trudging through like honey, you know? Yeah.
1: I mean, what's, it's interesting because homework, like I don't even want to talk about homework, but um, <laughs> we can go. I'm not even there talk. yet. So I don't know. That's a whole podcast. Um, <laughs> but what came up for me at the end of that, I'm like nodding my head the whole time. Like, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. But what came up for me was, yeah, I have an option to not be anxious today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm just going to choose that. Okay. Like I'm just going to choose it because here's the thing I've done. I'm a hard worker. I Mm -hmm. show up. I'm always there. Like when I need to be Mm -hmm. more than when I need to be. So I don't need to, I don't need to hold this anxiety right now. Mm -hmm. I can just release it and choose just not to have it. And I think with anything too, um, yeah, you get, you get grades from kids, you know, from school and it's like, okay, well, there are things we could work on. Yes. Like you do need to learn how to read. That's important. But like, you know, some of it's subjective and it depends on the teacher and the school and the, the way that our kids are taught these days. And like, I have a ball chair at work because I can't sit still. Like, I'm just, there's too much creative energy here. It just need I need to move. I need to stand up. So we don't, our kids at, at my kid's school, he doesn't get that. So, you know, like, could we be doing things differently? Individualized plan? Sure. But also grain of salt, like choose to go, okay, great. Thanks for the information. This is feedback. And I'm going to move forward with it.
0: Forward, just forward. Forward can be whatever. Yeah. Forward can be nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I don't need to fill the space to clear my anxiety. I don't need, I can just choose not to have, I mean, now granted, Everybody is different. Our, our brains are totally different. Not everyone can just choose, right? Like I understand that. fully yeah. understand that. But it, with the anxiety that I'm feeling today, mm-hmm. I know that I can choose.
0: Yeah. I think I could say that even if I'm not, if I don't feel firm enough or strong enough in, in my ability to choose, like just knowing cognitively that there is a choice present is powerful too.
1: Yeah, I just listened to your podcast where you were talking about that. Not which making one? A choice. What was he talking about? <laughs> I think you might have been talking about your son's school too. Oh, really? Not having a choice. Um, I, yeah, and I, yeah, you talked about that somewhere. Um, and I was like, yes, so not making a choice is also a choice, right? Yeah, like yeah. that's cool. Um, yeah, but like, here is what I wrote down. I listened to something that you said, mm-hmm. and I wrote down. We we all know more than we think we know. Mm-hmm. And if someone were to, you know, sit down with me one-on-one today and ask me a question about something that I don't have like statistical numbers on, I probably could. Depending on the topic, I could I could probably really have a good hour-long, two-hour-long conversation about most things. Mhm. I know more than I think I know. Mhm.
0: <laughs> Yeah, we
1: always do. Yeah. And we all, right? We all do. And we're all, we're all taking in so much. Info- I mean, it's information overload, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm a big podcast listener, and I get to the point where I'm like, I can't, I don't even know what my original thoughts are anymore. I need to stop listening to others. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I still need to listen to something though. I can't, it can't be quiet. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about that. I'm not a quiet in the quiet person.
0: Well, it depends on so many things. Like, like it depends on your day. Depends on your nervous system. Yeah. When you say you can't listen to quiet, do you mean like if you're not listening to a podcast, you listen to music or something? Or yes, yeah. And music. What happens in the quiet? What do you feel if it's quiet? Like if you're like in a patch of like quiet?
1: I feel like I'm forcing. I feel like you're forcing. I'm forcing the something to come out. And it's for me, It, it ideas come in the flow. Ideas come when I'm working, um, driving, when I'm talking to my kids sometimes even, trying to be present and thinking, oh man, this daffodil. Like, yeah, man, I see what you're seeing. And this, come you know, an idea is coming up. Even though I'm still present, I can still have an idea at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like when I'm like, okay, we're gonna sit in the quiet now, it feels forced forceful to me. And it's that same thing of like taking the whole day before I go home from my flight. Like it's too forced. I'm not no creativity comes out of that for me.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does any part of, so it's, it's forced if you're, if you're wanting to think through something, is there any part of you that craves it? If like for turning off or does it help you to have like Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like sound machines, how people soothe as well. Like, is it just noise in general helps you just be? Yeah. I think during the day at
1: night, I'm totally night quiet. I need quiet to go to sleep Mm -hmm. to turn off, which is interesting. Um, My husband's the opposite. He wants the TV on because he's got too many thoughts in his head. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but how I hear the sounds and I start thinking of new things. Right. Oh my god! I'm gosh. stimulated by by new ideas. I need it to be just done. I need it to be done. Um, I, yeah, I think it does depend on the person on the day. Um, one thing that I started doing, you know, this year, and I have to remind myself, I'm the marketing person at work, and so I need, I, I have a different like spark of creative brain, and so yeah, like I might need that walk. You, someone I work with might need that walk for a totally different reason. Maybe they need to get out of the chaos happening, and they need that lunch break to go for a walk. But I need that walk. Maybe before the lunch break period to like spark something I'm writing, and so I, uh, you know, I can't have guilt around getting up and walking away from my desk because I need to produce. I like to work, but right now I can't force it, so I need to either pivot the project
0: or or move my body or do something. Um, yeah, and that's another example, though, of like it's 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 kind of ridiculous that you even have to have that. It's just an invisible layer. It's just like, and you just made it conscious and visible by mentioning it. But like, I think oftentimes those are the things, exactly what you said are the things that we don't even realize that we're wrestling with. And it's like an energy leak. It's like, I know for myself in order to do, just feel better, do better work, whatever. I know what I need, but like perception, but what will it look like if I go for a walk? What will they think? Will they just, it's just like, so frustrating that that even a thing because it is a thing. And, and to be
1: honest, it's the number one thing I wrestle with being a working mom. It is the number one thing, but perceptual. honoring. Yeah. And honoring, I, I think it's guilt too. There's like perception and guilt wrapped in together. Um, and that's, yeah, I've been working through that for, for years, you know, and, and this is why I talk a lot about in coaching, like we can have them both. And you can be a really great employee, a great mom a great partner, not all at the exact same moment all day long. Like it is a harmony. Um, I hate, I don't like the word balance. I like harmony, Um, Mm -hmm. like playing notes at a different time. But then there are times where I need to be creative and I cannot be creative. So then I have to ask myself, all right, like, what do I need right now? How do I want to, what, what can I do? And then I do get stuck and like, okay, what am I supposed to be doing? And I'm, 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 I am consciously like pushing those walls out further and I really I'm like doing the visualization of it because it really isn't it's uncomfortable I'm 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 not out of my box but I'm making myself my box bigger Mm.
0: how so I've done a lot of work
1: (laughs) I've done a lot of work in learning especially over the past you know three years with COVID and, and schedule changes and needing to be available at different times for the work I do. I've done a lot of personal work in my beliefs about how hard of a worker I am and what my boundaries are that I need to hold up as an employee and a mom um, and a partner and a human and a sister and a friend, right? Um, But yeah, like I've done a lot of work teaching myself that it's okay. And then you have to, what you have to do when you're doing the work is get to the edge that feels uncomfortable. Block your calendar and go for the walk. It's I use walk as an example, but there are things I do. You know, I go I go and record podcasts in my car on my lunch break. Mm -hmm. Not every day. Some days I work through my lunch break, but but just doing that is pushing is pushing the box out further for me and and opening and making it bigger. It's not a like, it's not a black and white thing where all of a sudden you are like, I am gonna be completely flexible with my life and change all my beliefs in one day. No, it's a, it's a, it's a a one thing at a time, a one like edge at a time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because, um, it's not like sexy or exciting, but that is really, it's the biggest unlock is this tiny, like incremental change and no one wants that. And (laughs) Everyone want. I mean, even me, I have been such a, I'm a, in terms of like my working out, I am in such a lull and I'm very much a five days a week or nothing person. And I know cognitively that's not sustainable. And this pattern of my whole life has told me that. And yet I still find myself being like, well, I mean, they're going to run on the treadmill or I'm just going to continue working. I'm not doing either. And I'm like, or I could go for a walk because I know that that's actually more enjoyable for me at this point. And maybe if I do a couple walks, the run will become enjoyable, but like, I I'm skipping that step. So I don't know what, how do we, how do we bring ourselves to that baby step when it's just so annoying to do it? You know, like it's so frustrating. It's like, we don't want to, we either want to be, a or Z, we don't want to do the steps.
1: No, it, this is a major conversation. Look, you coach what you need the most, right? So the moms, the working moms that I coach, I'm a working mom, I coach working moms. Um, it's it's bringing to light what what they're saying. They They share a challenge. I listen, we talk about it a little bit, but usually they know, we all know it's the baby step little change we need to do. But talking with somebody, and bringing it out into the light, having a conversation about it makes it real. So that's really fun to do. Um, but then cel- it's about celebrating. And it's it's not fun to celebrate something yourself, right? Like if if you get up and you, you do decide to go for that walk, I mean, I guess you could like post that on Facebook or social media or whatever. And it's like kind of feels, sometimes it feels stupid. Sometimes it feels exciting. But also having somebody that you can message and be like, wasn't going to do it but I did it. and I feel really good. And then they can hear you, you know, and celebrate you. And as you start to celebrate those little things, they build up and then you start to feel better and then you go for the run. And then that's another celebration. It's the little things like that. It's, I don't know, make it fun and celebrate it. I don't like the idea of like accountability, like hard coach, like you tell me all the things you're going to do. And I'll just be like, great. That's part of the plan. I like the celebrating (laughs) aspect of it.
0: Yeah. Um, Does that excite you or does that exhaust you? I can see you're like, "Mm, no, it, it does. It's funny. It's just making me think about, I actually had a little segue of like this conversation um, with someone else the other night. And I was talking, or we were talking about how impactful it is to have the right person to share that space with and how, even though, we love our families and our friends so much. There are times where I'll go to share something and just three words into it, judging by the fate, like the fate, I'm like all the energy leaves my body. And like, why did I, why? Like, it's not, this was not, this is not the venue. This is not the audience. This is not, you know, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I think that, it's just really important to to find clarity and feel your way to knowing who is a person to share that particular part of your life with. Like, listen, I, I met um Giselle and our friend Bree through the first program I ever did in my whole life, like this. And it was like a year and a half, two years ago. And like I talk to them like almost every day of my life, you know, and in in many ways, they more intimately understand what's going on with me than like close friends and family. Right. So, and it's not even a, it's just like what you said, it's like a harmony. And it's like not even the same fruit, it's apples and oranges. It's like, it doesn't make one better than the other, but it just, it's very important to have that knowing of who is going to really be in the water with you on something and who's like standing on shore and like pointing out the things and it's just like not helpful and it's overwhelming and it's deflating and it can really, really, um, um, kind of throw some more extra obstacles your way that you weren't really needing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, a hundred percent. And I say all the time, like, especially your partner, your partner, like that's a lot of pressure. When I think about my husband, like he cannot be everything to me, He's a lot of things to me, but like he, like all the ideas that swirl through this brain, I would, I would, we would overwhelm each other, right? And so I talk a lot about having temples of support, and you know, I, I message my sister about certain things, I message a dear friend of mine about other different things, um, my husband about certain things, you know, like my community, like. It's there's so many different tent poles of support. I say you have to hold the circus up, right? Like it's. A, I think of like a circus tent with all the different tent poles, and if you don't have one, it kind of like half falls down and deflates. Like you yeah. need a place to go for you know ideas that aren't ideas yet. Like you need a place to share that, and my my husband is not the place to go for that because he's going <laughs> to yeah. ask. Well, he's going to ask all the really awesome but smart questions that yeah. I haven't. I haven't figured out yet. And not
0: ready for that yet. It
1: usually deflates the idea and makes me second guess it. And so I go to him when it's, when it's a little bit more formed out. And then he helps me, you know, come up with the next step, but you have to have, you kind of have to understand how that works. And, but you don't know until you go through the moments, like, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. you know, sharing something with someone and going, Oh, yep. Okay. Not the, That's we're, we're just going to keep this service level in this relationship or we're only going to talk about family stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like what's, what's happening for the next holiday. That's cool. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's, that's why I just love having a coaching community. I love having different people that I can talk with.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And, and I will say too, just working a full-time job, like I love my coworkers. They are amazing, but there's a lot of stuff I don't bring to work. Mm -hmm. a lot of emotions, a lot of ideas and thoughts. Um, And that's okay, because work serves a my who I am at work serves a certain purpose for me and for them. And, you know, I don't know, I just for a long time, I I heard like, bring all of yourself to work. And I'm like, No, I disagree with that. I think Mm you, you, especially when you work for, you know, a corporate company, you bring a certain amount of yourself to work. But there is kind of a a boundary line of how much you bring to yourself uh, of yourself. And I think that's okay. I don't think that we have to feel bad about that because, you know, you can get vulnerable with certain people, but I've gotten vulnerable with people at work. And it's the same thing. It's like, oh, not the place. Okay. <laughs> to, and we work together every day. So now I'm going to have to like feel weird every day. And I just, no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah it mm -hmm. it's understanding the range speaking of range did you end up reading that book I was so curious I'm reading reading. so
1: Bianca recommended this book for me so last time we talked I was talking about the the both and and being a working mom and being a coach and being most involved in superlative in high school and you know what for a long time I used to think it was um ah, like I'm just not good at anything I'm kind of just good at a lot of different things and and I'm someone actually someone recently told me that um that someone else told them in a in a kind way that i was fragmented and i was like oh i hate that i mean i like really had a hard time with that and then i realized um it could be a really cool thing you mm-hmm. know um cuz what's fragmented like sunlight a kaleidoscope, like how I was just gonna say kaleidoscope.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And so anyway, you recommended this book and it's called Range by David Epstein, and it's why generalists triumph in a specialized world. And I'm like, no, I no, I certainly have I specialize in certain things like marketing and coaching and yeah. um you know helping you like recharge your energy, but I love this idea and I love reframing concepts something that you thought was negative in your life this I talk with moms about this all the time yes. what are your strengths let's talk about your strengths let's not hone on the negative let's talk about your strengths and then build that confidence up and what you can do
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i love this i'm i'm reading it and yeah it's awesome thank you for the recommendation
0: yeah it's i don't even remember where i heard of it but as soon as i heard them talking about it it just reminded me of you and I, our original conversation, that was months ago now. I don't remember oh, when we left a long time ago. Um, yeah, I just remember you talking about like going through a period of like feeling like that kind of like layer of like shame around how you just like to do so many different things. And like there is like, once again, like this, a filtration system that happens where it's like, yeah, but what, what are you the best at? Or what is your niche? Yeah. What is your niche? <laughs> and you're like, but I just yeah. love to do so many things. And I, it doesn't feel, it feels counter to me to, to choose. And, um, yeah, I just love owning that, I, whatever it is, honestly, whatever it is. I was thinking to myself about, um, I wrote down a list. I just read a a book and it was talking about like listing out people that you, Really resonate with, or there's something about them that you just like. There's very strong pull. And I wrote down this list. Wow, that is an eclectic list. Oh my yeah. god! Like I had some interesting people on there that you would never see, you would never guess these names would be together. And I'm like, what is it about these people that I'm like drawn to in a way that like would would make me write their name on this paper? I'm like, there's just something about a person when they are just so specifically themselves even if it doesn't have to do with anything specific it's just like this slice that cuts through anything where it's just a purity of like that person I don't know if it's enthusiasm I don't know if it's just like a love a genuine love but it's like this bravery in that like you know that they believe something so deeply that there's that is in every single thing they do. Yeah. And that is intoxicating to me. And I feel like I can sense that uh, like a sniff it out like a dog. <laughs> I think everyone can, honestly. And I think that's why people go, you know, get big or like really just grow and what seems to be an effortless way. And it's just because it's contagious. And that what you're saying is like, I, I see that in you too. I see this. I see your sparkle. You literally have sparkles in your eyes when you like talk about stuff because you get so excited and I'm not sitting here thinking, wow, she talked about this and then that, and then this, no, there, your common thread is a sparkle in your eye and that flavor of like zest. You know what I mean? It doesn't even have to be about the same freaking topic. Who cares? How boring is that? Like it couldn't be and that. And it, cause there's like a world in every single moment and every, piece of lint you know what I mean like you can really expand into anything specific but it's not about choosing it's about your way of being in whatever the fuck your choice is yeah
1: yeah when you were saying that I was thinking it's depth like Mm -hmm. it's it's the word depth like but then enthusiasm and and then I started thinking about gosh how many times a day do I, every message, every single message I send somebody, <laughs> like a voice message, I'm always like, oh, sorry, I'm so all over the place. Like, how often do I say that? Like, or, and I know I found my people when they say the same thing. And I'm like, you're not all over the place. It makes sense to me. And it's keep going.
0: <laughs> because, you know, you enjoy it. I know. That's so funny. Whenever someone says that, I'm like, I totally enjoy it. Like. <laughs>
1: And it never really feel it's never. So one thing I do a lot, and again, this helps me with my, like, I can just talk, right? Like I can just go. And then I always think, Oh, was that all? That was so all over the place. Or did I even make sense? And so that's, so I do that a lot. So I actually go back and listen to things that I put out. Um, I think we were talking about this the other day and I'm always like, Oh, okay. Like that actually made sense. I actually know more bringing it back than, than what I thought, you know, that it it came off great, Or that was really good. I did a marketing training a couple of years ago and I sent it to someone and I listened to it. And I was like, I am a freaking expert in marketing. Like I know what I'm talking about. Like I should, I could sell this course, mm. but I needed to go back and listen to it to reaffirm. I have never gone back and listened and gone. Ah, uh, yeah, no, not, no. I, it's, it's always been what it either needed to be in the moment or even when we first got on this podcast, I was like, mm, so I, I shouldn't be saying so I should kind of keep it more, you know, people listen, starting a podcast for me because it's so easy for me to talk is yeah. really exciting and scary, but also like what's going to come out is what's going to come out. And I have to yeah. not be afraid of that. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Ooh. And it's so funny that you said that about how like, and you do listen to yourself back and you've never felt like, oh man, but yet you continue to have that thought almost every time. Yeah. Every time. And that's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. I never actually listen back. I mean, other than if I'm editing it, like to after I've spoken it to like publish it, I've never listened to my podcast. <laughs>
1: i never I'm, <laughs> I'm the number one listener of my podcast. I listen, <laughs> I, love it. I listen to the episodes multiple times and I'm like, I learn for myself, you know?
0: That's, oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah. That's
1: so like, cool. I bet, I bet you if I had put on a, the podcast this morning and listened to myself talk, I would have talked my own self out of my own anxiety. Like, you know?
0: Isn't it weird? It's so weird. Cuz we know. And, yeah, and it's like and it's so funny that in that same token we can like really love others and like glorify them and be like this person is so amazing and blah blah blah. blah. And the cold hard facts of the matter is whatever you're in love with about them is because you already are that. Yeah. Not in a woo way, in a real way, because you can only recognize something about someone else because you have it inside of you. But like, it's so easy to ignore that and to like focus it on your recognition of it on someone else. But like, oh, well, <sighs> Le-
1: like that feels like a pause moment. Like, woo, right. Anybody that you are glorifying, whether it's on social media, whether it's your own mother, like you are re- it's a reflection back. Of who you are. And yeah. and also the same thing goes with the things that you don't like about other people, right? Yep. 100%. The, things that, the things that frustrate me the most about working moms yeah. is because I'm a working mom and it's the things that I do that frustrate me about myself.
0: Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. Now, yeah. And Ooh. I know that so intimately now that sometimes if I get annoyed by someone, I'm like, uh-oh what is it about me? What? <laughs> like I already know. I'm like, Oh, why am I, what is it that I'm being, why am I being triggered? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And I, and I truly believe that we don't have to sit in these feelings alone though. You know, yeah. I, I mean, there are times, right. Where like, you're just doing the thing and you're driving and, it, and that's good. It's good to have some alone time and think thoughts out, but there, it is nice to know that you are not the only one. Other people are feeling the same way. And just sometimes the validation of, you don't need to go into like the whole story, but just the, hey, I'm feeling this way because of this. And then nine times out of 10, you know, if it's the right person, it's like, yeah, no, yeah. You're everyone else. You're human. Yep.
0: You're not alone. Yep. It's so true. And and honestly, I I sometimes I think about how, even if like the most comforting thing is to hear that someone else shares that experience and 9 times out of 10 there is that but then i think about even if someone doesn't even if you cannot find someone that relates and you do feel like oh my like you're on an island like i just think about all of the best things in life that have occurred because someone was the first to freaking admit something yeah and
1: I was thinking about this exact concept this morning in the shower. How funny. So have you seen that video of, of, it's like a concert and everyone's sitting down and this one like dude gets up and starts dancing, like crazy dancing, super fun. Um, and it's, it's a social experiment. And oh, I got to send it to you. Um, we'll see if we can find it and put it in the show notes. And, uh, and then another, and then, you know, time goes by. He's the only one dancing. Like, look at this weirdo dancing. And then someone else gets up and starts dancing with him and once the second person gets up the whole crowd gets up mm-hmm. and so the question is who is who's the braver who's the brave person here who's the change maker well the answer is it's the second person mm. not the first guy even though he's the first one doing it it's the second person because they are you know edifying by getting up with him that that okay like this is something fun let's do this together like let's create some change here and the second guy is the one that actually takes the bigger risk by getting up and joining him. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like be the first one to do it. But if you see something out in the world that you're like, I am inspired by that. Mm-hmm. The first yeah. is scary, no doubt. But to be yeah. the second, yeah, that's what fuels the motion. Yeah. That's yeah. what fuels the change.
0: And that's, and that's, I mean, coming back to what we were talking about earlier too, with like the, the stupid shit with social norms and like how, all the norms that are in place are only in place because th- that hasn't happened yet with something else right yet what if we all just started taking our lunch break walks like what do we what if,
1: <laughs> can we I mean, start a like hashtag like take your lunch break walk
0: and, and like, do it 20 years from now or 20, I mean, like 50 years from now, like they're going to be working three day, three day work weeks and be like, wow, those, exactly. those people really missed out on the work five days a week of their lives. <laughs> know, right. Yeah. And, and
1: we've made so much progress I mean, There has, there, there has been so much progression in so many ways, but also not right. Like in all sorts of, I mean, we could go forever, but it, do, it does start with one person and it then two. And then, you know, like there really is opportunity to make change. And that's why I want to have these conversations.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that what's important too, and why I'm glad that we just like started talking and with no game plan is that like <laughs> normalizing that is so important. Like normalizing, like to not feel like, comforted by the fact that like, okay, I have my basis covered. I have my plan. I have research and I have proof. And only now may I open my mouth and say what I feel. It's just building that safety net for yourself, not only slows down the progression of your truth, and but it also inhibits other people from that contagious feeling of freedom and not aloneness and whatever as well. So you can't wait until you're a hundred percent ready to do anything or else you wouldn't do it. Having kids, buying a house, going to college. Like what, what would you, you would do nothing if you always had to be a hundred percent ready. Cause no one's ever a hundred percent ready. No. And that's how I
1: feel. I feel about the podcast. I wanted to do it for so long. Mm-hmm. I piecemealed all the different pieces of it until it was like, the next thing to do is actually just do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't have a song. I don't have an intro. I don't guess what? Like, just either either make progress on those things or just do it and let it be what it needs to be right now and it'll evolve like it'll once you start practicing something like anything uh, you know i talk a lot with moms about you know positive daily habits which is so surface level but like we talked about it's not because it starts with the smaller thing to go to the starts with the lunchtime walk to get to the lunchtime run to get to the whatever um, and so we start there because you build your confidence that way. And I don't even know where I was going with that, but like, shoot, what were we talking about? But, oh yeah, you can never make change unless you start somewhere. You can yeah. you have to start somewhere. And so, yeah, we start with, okay, let's make a small little, let's talk about a small little thing that you're challenged with. Okay, great. First baby step. Okay, great. Next baby step. Like, and then it grows into a bigger thing. But yeah, like it's not, the small step is is harder sometimes than the bigger step, because once you start doing, you build a momentum
0: mm-hmm. and then it becomes easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the, the last part of it, the thing that we really don't want to hear is like, by the end of it, that big step, that big accomplishment, once you, you do all those little steps, it doesn't feel as big as it ever felt before. It is like, oh, well, of course. And it's not about finally achieving it. That's wonderful, but it's not even about that. It's about your experience and what you learned and who you are now because of every tiny baby step. So it's just so funny that we don't want to do that one. I don't want to take that one. I just want to get over there. But really, even if you could magically close your eyes and hop, it would be of no service to you. Nope. Yeah.
1: Nope. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I've done a lot of races. It's not the running through the finish line and getting the medal that, that that kind of kind of sucks. Honestly, it's not fun. You're like, that's it. <laughs> it's the training and the going with your friend on Sunday mornings and running for like a year to get to the race. And then when by the time you're at the race, it's kind of like, eh. when's the next one? I want to do this again. This process was fun.
0: The process you know? was fun. Yeah. Oh, I love that. This process was fun.
1: And and here's the thing. I talk a lot about fun because honestly, like the type of person I am, the all over the place doing a lot of things. I don't want to, there's certain things that are not fun. Totally. But how can you make things more fun to do the, to get done the things you need to get done, but also like, if I'm not having fun, I'm not doing it right. So Mm -hmm. if I'm just constantly in a state of like, this sucks, maybe you need to move on from that thing or that person, or maybe you're putting too many things on your calendar and you need to like, take a step back and take everything off and then reassess from there. Yeah, build in more fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's that whole idea of like, if this was the last day of your life, like, what would you, what would you feel about it? Like, are you, are you doing something that you feel good about? Um, and if if fun is not the worst, I'm someone who, like, oddly enough, and I've struggled with this, but I'm, I own it now. For some reason, I don't, I don't, I don't resonate with the word fun. I don't yeah. know what it I can is. see it on your face. I was like, I no, don't. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but but I think that it's like it's not that I don't it's that I think my version of it, I, I feel like there's a different word for it. Just like you like harmony over balance. Like it's just like, whatever. So I think sometimes people can like hear something like that and be like, well, I'm just not a fun person. I mean, no, that's not, eh, you know, it's, it's just whatever word is the thing that like feels like home to you and feels like this is good in my body and in my life. Like then, then that's What it is for you, and that needs to be infused in your everyday. That cannot be a reward. Fun cannot be a reward for working hard in your life. Fun needs to be the thing that happens always first before you're able to, like actually, I mean, have a full cup to work from. Like, yeah, yeah. And if it's
1: whatever it is, whether it's fun, enthusiasm, passion, whatever it is, that's what's gonna that like through line, right? Is gonna in everything you do is gonna fuel you to keep going. 100%
0: yeah yeah oh we can talk for we can talk ever we're we're at the hour that flew by um okay okay well we'll put everything in the show notes but
1: (laughs) everything in the show notes so just you know it's been awesome talking with you and I think when you do find people that you can just easily talk with Mm -hmm. like note that right like Mm -hmm. oh that person you know fills my cup in some way how do they make me feel and just the conversations with you are always so fun and mm-hmm. and real and even now I'm like ooh, I gotta go back and listen to this because I'm sure I said some things that like might be like mm, would I have said that differently or should I have said that differently or did I say
0: too much but that's that's why we're here too right mm-hmm. it's so funny because most oftentimes like those things that do give you pause That'll be the thing that someone messages like, I needed to hear that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Because it wasn't they heard it because it wasn't in the most polished way. Like if it was more polished or if it was more articulate, like maybe they wouldn't have heard it. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah. I know I, I don't ever listen back. So I don't I won't know. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> let me know. <laughs> I will let you know. I'm just so honored
1: to be connected with you and all the things that you do. Um And like you said, you'll put everything in the show notes of all the, all the cool things that you do in your podcast and my podcast. And um, yeah, let's just continue. Let's continue. I'm, I'm committed to continuing having real conversations that are at the edge of my comfort zone. And like you said, too, hopefully there was something in here that for those listening that kind of made you pause. There were a lot of moments that
0: made me pause a lot. Yeah. (laughs) No, thank you, Katie. Thank you so much for showing up as all of you, as always. Thank you. To you. If you enjoyed this episode and want to get in on actual conversations with me, join the Help Me See podcast private Facebook group. Every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be hopping on live for Q&A on the latest episode and for free consulting if you need a bit of help thinking about ways to save your memories. Did you get something out of this episode? I really, really, really hope you did. And I would love to hear from you. I'm on a mission to empower you to feel peace knowing that you are not missing your life. One of the best ways that you can support me is leaving a review. And honestly, I'd rather hear about the memory you saved because of this podcast rather than any kind of accolade. Tell me how this podcast has impacted you. And one, I'll probably cry. (laughs) and two I'd love to give you a shout out on the show take a minute and head out to the link in the bio to write a review now on the podcast